actually being a fully-fledged couple. And then I found 10 words that relate to dating. In dictionaries, number one, sex. Wow. When you say dating, people think sex. Wow. Which is completely wrong in the kingdom of God. <coughs> when you say dating, people think love. Well, that can pass. Girlfriend, boyfriend, romance, couple, heart, flirting. That's not what can define us in the kingdom of God. And tonight, I want to suggest we change the name of God. Let's find something different. 
relationship with a disciple, with a brother or sister, you have to understand the process to get there. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Why do we have, let, let me suggest that, we can call that encouragement time. Yeah. time. Yes. In the kingdom of God. Why? Because when we are baptized, we become brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes. So I will never look lustfully at my own physical system. Yeah. That is not possible. Why? Because we share the same blood. Yeah. And the relationship we have with each other, brothers and sisters in the kingdom, is stronger than that physical filiation. So we know that. We go on dates in encouragement time. We go to encourage one another. Encouragement in the Bible means to nurture somebody else, to strengthen somebody else, to promote somebody else. So if you go on, on, on e, e time, encouragement time with another disciple, as a disciple, the goal is to encourage them and to be encouraged by. The goal is not to find a wife. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to obey God. The purpose is to keep your sister faithful.
get an incredible husband and wife if you didn't pick him amongst your best friends. And best friendship is an investment in the kingdom. With the right motive first. Just serve with a pure heart. Loving people around the kingdom, going on e-times all the time. And before you find out, the Bible says, Whoever finds a wife finds favor from God. See, God is going to show you favor as you devote yourself to make any other single in the kingdom better. That's how you're blessed. And that's how I was blessed. So I'm going to give you my lovely wife, Patricia. December 1989, 1989. Oh. and I was so proud, I was so proud, so arrogant, and uh, I, of course I was baptized in a small church, and I look at one, you know, I didn't see a lot of brothers, you know, and I was living in Africa, black country, speaking French, but I was looking for a white Italian man with blue eyes. The brothers. It's about respect. It's about you know submission. I learned a lot about how to be humble, how to be submissive, how to serve the brothers. And I think it's time to apply that. Philippians 2 verse 3. In humility, consider others better than yourself. Maybe if you are not in the dating relationship system, you need to ask God about this scripture. Do I am consider the brothers better than me? and myself you know and i think you know when i changed my heart you know god gave me in a relationship we blessed but you know what i, I was baptized in 19 like i said 1990 that we were in a relationship we broke the relationship after three months you know i was living you know like crazy uh, love the, the worldly brothers in the church because we can have worldly brothers don't see worldly sisters and 
he loved somebody who didn't walk and God brought us together, brought us back together. You see, so it's not a big deal, but I want to make the point that everything starts with the relationship, the yes, great right. friendship. Yes, you need to find a great Come friendship. On. Yes. I, I learned that, you know, all the great marriage, godly marriage in the kingdom, you know, start with a godly friendship. Mm -hmm. So you need to go on date and build a great friendship to have to look to build a great friendship. When Blaise asked me to be his girlfriend, you know, it was in the middle of the week. Can you imagine that all my month, month, you know, was already booked all the Saturdays. Can you imagine that, I don't know if you understand, that all my Saturdays in the month, like imagine the month of May, all my Saturdays was already booked by the brother. And I was not a cheerleader, you know, I was not a famous girl in the church, you know. But, you know, but, you know, because I changed my heart in God, you know, the brother asked me to go on it. So I just want for you to understand that friendship is very important. And even when you are in dating relationship, it's not the end to say that I'm alive, you know, and plan the wedding. It's not to plan the wedding. It's time to pray. To pray God. Because if you put your feet in the marriage, you cannot have an option of divorce. You know? It's not it was not on my mind. So if you go on date, dating couple, you need to pray God. Continue to beg him. Is it the man for me? Is it the man for me? And, and he, I am his, his helper, you know, sister. So friendship is very important. So sister, more you will go on date and build a great friendship, you need to find because you know among them you will find your husband. I love you. Can benefit to their single life. Amen. 
Because they carry on many of the aspects that God gives us. And we have to remember the purpose of why God gives us the ability to find a vein. But it's more important that we always understand that we must be devoted to our relationship with God before we're devoted to the relationship Come on, Rick. that we have with our opposites. Come on, you see, there's a few simple points that I just want to bring home today. All right, Rick. And if you're a brother, I just want you to know, if you're single, you got to understand that you're actually single, even if you're dating, until the day that you're married. <laughs> Before you're married. So many times in life, we get protected. We start feeling a little, does that brother look at my girl? I've seen it, I've heard it. And they're always looking, where's my girlfriend? She walked into the room. And they forget about their business, they forget about a wide variety of things. But we've got to understand that God expects us to be devoted to our relationship first. Sisters. The Bible calls you to undivided devotion and attention to the Lord. Mm. So this means that you have a unique opportunity, just like the brothers. Yeah. Marriage does, in fact, cause distractions. Yeah. However, single women have the ability to maximize her relationship with the Lord. Wow. Yeah. But brothers, your concern should always be, how can you please the Lord? Yes. Your concern should always be, how do I stand before God? Does God look upon me and smile? Or does God look upon me and shake his head? You see, many times in life, we can lose our focus when we seek out a significant other. We lose focus on the loss. We lose focus on the mission. And we lose that devotion we've had to God. Come on, Rich. You know, many things in life start to bother us sometimes when we lose the devotion to God. And we can no longer see clearly. You see, the devotion of God is what will get you through the dating relationship Come on. and move you in wow. to greater and better things. Come on, bro. Come on, Ray. Sisters. Sisters, your thoughts and your actions should be focused on pleasing the Lord. Your mind and your heart needs to be focused on your relationship with God. Yeah. When your actions represent proper balance, yeah. God takes care of the takes care of the rest and grants the desires of your heart. You see, when you find balance in your relationship with God, God works out the finite details like my wife said. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that you're always devoted to God because if you lose that devotion, God starts to seem less and less important each and every day. And our girlfriends or our significant others become more and more important. And we lose sight of our relationship. And then before we know it, we're in a position where we're asking ourselves, how do we wind up where we stand? Wow. As a dating couple, I make, I make sure to seek a lot of advice. Wow. Sometimes I like the advice, sometimes I dislike the advice. However, I wanted to honor God and remain obedient to His work. We always make sure to surround ourselves with brothers and sisters. We keep our focus on the purpose and our purity. We never allowed our relationship to divide our devotion to the Word of God. As a result, we keep our relationship godly. Our ability to be devoted during our courtship has carried over into 22 years of marriage. Sure, we have our bumps, our disagreements, but the bumps and disagreements do not define our relationship with God. You know, 22 years ago, as a single brother, 
I found myself entering my fourth kingdom relationship. You know, God saw fit to test my heart and to challenge my godliness. He saw fit to really test my devotion to God. He's going to say, are you devoted to me? Or are you more devoted to the person that you have feelings for? You know, I still remember the first time my wife walked into my Bible talk. She walked into my Bible talk and I went, what is she doing here? It wasn't the most loving and most compassionate thing. But unbeknownst to me, God was working on my heart already. God was putting myself in a position to say, what are you devoted to? Why are you so critical? Have you lost your devotion? Have you lost your insight? You see, I had to have a lot of advice. I had to pray a lot. I had to pray like I never prayed before. For God to give me clarity. For God to give me the ability to have that deep-rooted relationship. You see, out of those four relationships, two of the previous sisters had fallen away. But those are the things that really test your devotion. Where God's going to say, are you in the battle? Are you in the fight? Are you willing to give up everything to be my disciple? Come on. You know, in our relationship as a dating couple, we've made a lot of mistakes. But we never, ever cross the line. We've always been in a position where our devotion to God kept us pure. Our devotion to God allowed us to work through the difficulties in time. Those difficulties did not define us, but they did strengthen us. Our relationship with God gave us a firm foundation to stand on. And we never violated the trust of God. Come on. But... You have to look on and you have to understand that God, through our devotion, gave us the ability to find a relationship, to find what we so desired and allowed us to be married. You see, we've been married 22 years, 23 later this year. And God is still keeping it alive. God is still giving us the honor because we're disciples before we're married to one another. We're disciples always. That doesn't mean we don't have problems. But it means that our devotion to God is always going to carry us yeah, through man, our problems. To so God be the glory. Yeah. 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 Listen, don't be afraid to give me that tea, bro. All right, I got you. Look at your Bibles in uh, Psalm chapter 111. Come on, bro. Courtney and I are here. We're, we're going to talk about wisdom and dating. Now, this Thursday is our fourth anniversary. Wow. If you're a wise disciple, you're going to be awesome at dating. I'm going to let Courtney kick things off. Come on, Courtney! Good evening. I'm really encouraged to be here. My first event ever that I was invited to was a singles Devo. And um, there was this couple dating in the church in Portland, and I didn't even know they were dating after weeks of studying the Bible with the sister. And I was so moved by their purity in their relationship. Yeah. I did not think it was possible to have a pure dating relationship. And I just want to share that your dating relationships, even encouragement dates, are light to the world. Right. Yeah. But in, um, 
In focusing on wisdom, this is whether it's an encouragement date or steady dating, as some like to call it. Uh, <laughs> the purpose of dating is to draw closer, draw each other closer to God and draw other people closer to God. Your dating relationship can convert people. And it's like the triangle. If you're closer to God and they're closer to God, then you'll be closer to each other. In uh, dating Joel, um, we had an incredible experience. As Joel shared, it, it wasn't perfect. We learned a lot of, of great lessons. But for me, I'm a very emotional person, and I wanted him to be very emotional, too. And, uh, <laughs> men are emotional, too. They just express it differently. Um, but I really, I wanted him to, to meet my emotional needs. And there was many times throughout our dating relationship where I would just share too emotionally with him not even necessarily about our relationship, but just about my life. Uh, come on, sis. And I had this expectation and this sinful desire to want him to meet my needs, come to my rescue, draw close to me emotionally. Come on, and I, I really wanted him to be a God in my life, in my sinful nature. I wouldn't have said that at that time, but yeah. hearts are deceitful. Um, but I really, what I appreciated about Joel and that, what what really uh, won me over, and, well, one of the many things, was that he always would send me back to God. Wow. And he really never uh, gave in to my emotionalism, <laughs> which really can be a religion at times. Um, but he sent me to God, and I really appreciated that about him. Come on. Uh, because even though at that time I was frustrated, I felt like, oh, oh my gosh, he's He's just a brick wall. He has no emotions. That was critical. You know? But that was when I like, took a step back and was humbled out. I realized I really appreciate this because I don't want him to be God. He's not God. He can't be God. And it reminds me of Psalm 18, verse 2. It says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock. In whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And that is God's role, not ours. Thank you. Awesome. Come on. Come on, you know, uh, like I said, uh, you know, wisdom is found in your discipleship. You don't, you don't just like be a bad disciple and then try to find wisdom in, in your dating relationship. You, you've got to be a great disciple and go to God and fear God above everything else. Uh, it is wise to fear God, not to fear what people think. Right. Come on, Let me ask you, why are you dressed up here tonight? Wow. Good question,
to, you know, feel like it was appropriate to, you know, confess the impurity in his life.
Not kind of pure. Not 99% pure. What? But absolutely pure. Come on. Amen. A couple things. Riding alone in cars. Weasel dates. Flirtation. Long late night phone calls and texts. Talking every day. And people looking at you like you're already married. That's why we need this lesson. And you're already convicted, so I don't even have to come down. You know, it, it, it takes great faith to be pure in our age. You are bombarded with impurity everywhere you turn. And it takes faith, but it takes the power of God to live this life to the end and to finish the work the Lord has with us. Come on, now, Jesus came with power. He came with power that went out from him. It's where the miracles came from. Jesus gave his disciples power to drive out demons. Come on, bro. And if you're a saved disciple tonight, you have that power. Come on. Come on. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. One day as he was teaching Pharisees and the teacher of the law, who came from every village of Galilee, from Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there. The Bible says, and the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. Now go over to chapter 6, verse 17. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea and Jerusalem, and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. All right, right. Those troubled by evil spirits were cured. And the people all tried to touch him because power was coming out from him and healing them all. Come on, bro. That is a sight. That's a picture in your mind. You know, Jesus could not have done any of those miracles if he had had even one shred of purity. Wow. Wow. You know, the uh, being full of the Holy Spirit is kind of like having a full glass of water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we know that the Bible says that when a woman touched him, when he did a miracle, the power went out from him. How much more if he had seen? It looked like this bottle right here. Wow. No power. You know what? Uh, Come on, Ron. It's not just sexual sin. Yeah. Lust, touching, immorality. Yeah. But it's emotional impurity. Come on. Yeah. Thoughts, intentions, desires. Yeah. It's spiritual impurity, ambitions. And all of them have virtually the same impact on your life. Yeah. It steals all your power. Yeah. Mother and Tracy share about us. I am truly uh, moved right now because everything that's been shared, we've been uh, disciples now for 23 years. Amen. I actually became a disciple as a single woman at 27. Uh, I actually dated in the kingdom, and after I dated this one guy, and you know, when you date, you think, this is, this is it, guy. I got me a kingdom man. Right? But then you get hurt, and that brother breaks up with you, right? You break up, 
how you feeling when you're breaking up? So I'm very like hurt, right? So when you're hurt, your guards are down. So I'm one to share with you sisters, me and Ron, when he started in the very beginning, we did all that, you guys. We rode alone. We were the ones that had double dates that would take those brothers and sisters home first and be me and Ron at the end. We'd be at my front door kissing. We'd be the one that ain't gonna be open about nothing. We'd be the ones that ain't gonna seek no advice. But eventually, Ron went and got open. And I appreciate he finally got open. And I hope that if you are in some sin, even tonight that you get it open. When you full of sin, you got no power. And so after we got open, and I was scared to get open, y'all. I'm old school. I come from way back in the 90s. Oh, make it when they do this stuff. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Staying faithful or staying married. Yeah. Oh. You do not want to pick that path. You just trust Come on, bro. You can make it and you can still do some powerful things, but you don't want that path. But you right. don't Come have on. to choose it. Yeah. Come on, Ron. Come on, How much power have you given away? Wow. Nobody took it from you. Let me just make sure you understand that. You gave that. Sexually. How much have you given away emotionally? With all your desires of what you want and your bitterness is of what you don't have. Come on, Ron. 
How much have you given away spiritually? Got to got to pick an evangelist. I got to have a woman's ministry leader. Not the one who forget who God picked for me. That's what I got. The, the amount of power that you have in your life right now. See, if you were to be judged, that's what you'd be judged by. The amount of power you got right now. The amount of power you have right now is completely your decision. Tonight, I want to counsel you. I want to beg of you. I want to plead as one who's gone the hard road. Choose absolute purity. Because choosing absolute power, absolute purity, is to choose the absolute power of God in your life. Come on. You have the power to work miracles. You have the power to heal people. You have the power to have hordes and crowds of people wanting to be a part of your group because power is coming out for you. Choose absolute purity and you choose the path to be able to evangelize this world. the movie Finding Nemo a couple thousand times. Yeah. And yet in the movie, remember those that are in the deep, dark part of the ocean and they see that light? See, that light is your idea of a good idea. And advice is not saying, hey, that, don't do that. No, advice is perspective. Advice is why don't you swim behind the light to make sure that it, it looks like a good idea from every angle. Because the reality is once you make a decision, you have to live with the consequences. What matters? What matters is that it gives you perspective. You need advice because you are the most biased opinion in your life. Proverbs 14 verse 12 says, There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. Proverbs 12 15 says, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Advice keeps you on the narrow path because it's where you want to be. So that's what advice is. Why do 
you get advice. Yeah, Why? 2 Timothy 316, we all know, says that the word of God is useful yes. for teaching, teaching rebuking, teaching. correcting, and what? Training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Advice not only keeps you on the narrow road, but it also equips you to be able to equip future relationships. Yeah. Advice is about maintaining the integrity of a standard yeah, of purity. Yeah. We don't go on single dates. Why? Because in and of themselves they're a sin? No, because in and of themselves they often lead to sin. Yeah. And as disciples, we know that if we weep coals on our lap, we will be burnt. Yeah. So we don't try and be the exception. We want to be able to fight for the standard on, of God's bro. word. That's awesome. Proverbs 1 5 says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. Yeah. Proverbs 13 20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Why does Proverbs talk so much about wisdom? And why is it such a good book? You ever read Proverbs and two chapters later you realize you underline every single verse? Yeah. Yeah. to maintain a course of action. Yeah. Wisdom is this. If you want to become rich for yourself, then the way you think and act and the decisions you make will be based on that desire. Right. Versus if you want to become rich so that you can give it away and help people, the way you think and act will be different. See, as disciples, wisdom for us is knowing that we get advice. Why? Because what matters to us is not the relationship in and of itself, but rather the integrity of the relationship that is founded solely on God. If you want to be successful, you need advice. The man or woman that doesn't get advice is not focused on the relationship with God or unity. They're focused on the relationship yeah. with another person. Come on, Ricky. See, as disciples, we are all for one and one for all. Come on, bro. And this means that our decisions affect more than just ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you have friends that fall into impurity or break up or fall away, more than one person is hurt yeah. by those decisions. Yeah. And yet the problem is when in your pride you do what you want to do, and yet because of a lack of integrity, when it does fall apart, which it always does, you refuse to take responsibility and deal with it like a man or woman of God. There are major issues and repercussions when you don't get advice. I'm going to let Colleen share a little bit. constantly be trained to have the mindset of Christ. All right, go. In Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, it says, Therefore I urge you, sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Come on. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, God's goal for us, sisters, is to have a holy and a pleasing life to Him. But sometimes, even in the kingdom, we can bring in worldly patterns and perspectives, and we think that they still should work. I think especially as women, we can bring in our past experiences and our feelings in, trying to use the same tactics, thinking that we will get 
what we want. Come on, come on. Our past experiences in building any relationships that we had in the past don't work in the kingdom. Oh, yeah. Why? Because it's fueled by sin and insecurity. Yeah. We have to mold our motives by Jesus and not by what we want. All right. So the games, the playing hard to get or the not hard to get, learning and manipulation are not attractive at all. When we bring in our feelings into, into our relationships with brothers, we always, always, always will have worldly conclusions. We say inappropriate things at inappropriate times so that we can change the mindset of others about who we are. Come on, come on. And our worship to God is transformation of our interests. So the whole point of, of having a, a godly conduct is when we change our mindset in the beginning. The only way that we can transform our minds is by scriptural guidance. And that's why we need to get advice, sisters, because... We've lived in the world for such a long time. Yeah. Coming into the kingdom, we don't really know how to build yeah. spiritual relationships. Yeah. And we need to have spiritual people to give us those scriptures. So not giving, getting advice from people that will give you the answers that you want to hear. Or your worldly friends. Or other sisters that are doing just as bad spiritually as you to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. You know, this is how we know that we're going to live God's will. It's good, pleasing, and perfect scripturally. Now, I, re I remember when uh, when Ricky and I first started dating, we dated for three and a half years in the yeah. kingdom. That's a long time. That's a lot of advice needed to get. But one of the things that Ricky and I wanted to build our relationship on was to set God's kingdom before everything. So for the first two years of our relationship, we weren't in the same ministry because we were building the L.A. church in 2007. Yeah, right. And then we were together for a year, and then we were separated again. And that was an incredible advice because we were able to build the West region, the Orange County region, and the South region with our relationship. Now, our past experiences, obviously, they, they come in. Our feelings, obviously, they come in. So we need help and, and other women in our life to be able to test and approve what God's will really is in our life. You know, we dated for three and a half years, but I don't really remember a lot of it because we've been married for five years, so it's a little bit longer. So dating is so temporary. So looking back, you're going to see either mistakes or you're going to see awesome things and how you please God. So ladies, we want our relationships with the brothers to be good, pleasing, and perfect to God. advice. I mean, you know, there's nothing complex about it. What, what is the deeper issue? Well, Matthew 28, verse 20 says that disciples need to be taught to obey everything. See, the deeper issue is that you're just struggling to be a disciple. See, if you don't want advice, if you don't want direction, if you don't want guidance, if you don't want to be a disciple. If you don't want to be a disciple, I'm sorry, you can't date one of my sisters or my brothers in my family, amen? Discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Why, why stupid? Well, it's very simple because the very thing that's going to get you where you want to go is what you're avoiding and fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20 says, "Listen to my advice and accept discipline, and at the end of and at the end you will be counted among the wise." Many are the plans of a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. What a person desires is unfailing love. Amen. Yeah. Better to be poor than a liar. The fear. 
content, untouched by trouble. If you want to have a relationship with God's kingdom, you've got to do it God's way. People don't get advice for one simple reason, and that is that they've made a decision that they do not want to be opposed in making. Yeah. I think oftentimes we can all be deceived in the beginning to think that marriage or dating or a new disciple or a new ministry is going to solve all of issues. But the truth is you're the problem. Yeah. Come on, girl. plan for your life, and you will always be one step behind the attacks that Satan has headed for you. Advice implies that you have initiated. It's not advice if your disciples constantly have to go to you. Hey, this isn't good. Hey, this isn't good. This isn't good. I found out this. I found out that's not advice. Advice is, is, is coming to the person. What do you think of this? Is this a good idea? Hey, this going to happen. My conscience going to hurt. Can you help me through this? And yet you have to make the decision to go after it. Here's the challenge. Find, make it happen. Get five people in your life that you trust and look up to and go to them yes. to give you direction. See, this is what advice is. This is why we need it. This is what the deeper issue in our lives are. And yet, I didn't give it a title. The title is this, get instruction or prepare for your destruction. <laughs> be determined to be the best disciple you can be. Then you'll be the best disciple, the best boyfriend, the best husband, the best wife. And then Of wisdom. To God be the glory. Excuse me. 